than bubble. I'm, I'm with you guys on when you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing that you think of bursting. Put it on the poll at Lebitard Show. When you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing you think of bursting. Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh, and I've got Kyler here with me. We're here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. The NBA is back. We preview some of what we've seen this far in the season. Then we have a totem pole special with back-to-back totem poles, one on the NFL, one on the NBA, and the teams that we trust this far into their respective seasons. We preview week seven and eight of college football in the NFL. We dive into some of the news around the sports world. Remember to stay plugged into our social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Burst Your Bubble. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Even get us on your Alexa devices. If you're bored at home, just say, Alexa, play Burst Your Bubble podcast. Then remember to rate, review, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your chamber of commerce, share it with your realtor, share it with your dentist and, your, and the woman at Starbucks. Tell everyone about Burst Your Bubble. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, no hard feelings because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. Josh, you mentioned the NBA is back. And with that, the New York Knicks are all the way back in a double overtime thriller. Julius Randle puts the team on his back. It wasn't a fluke, Josh. That was last season, that all, that all NBA season. It wasn't just for show. It wasn't just for the contract. This man is here to stay. He's here to keep New York basketball relevant. And last night he did just that with 35, 9, 8, and 3 blocks. Julius Randle, thank you as a New York Knicks fan. You're just going to leave out Evan Fournier? Yes, I am. I mean, a 32 points, second leading score. Hey, I mean, if the, Knicks, if the Knicks are back, if the Knicks are back, then Fournier is going to have to be a vital piece uh, to this team moving forward. And, you know, Kyler, I'd say that. This is just a statement winning off the bat, which it is. Good, good closing time win, double OT. But uh, it is against the Boston Celtics. How for real are the Boston Celtics? Uh, Josh, you, you know how you know how I feel about the Boston Celtics. They're my second favorite team in the East. right? By, right maybe the third right behind the Knicks and the Nets. And those are three weird teams to be favorites of, huh? But uh, two Boston Celtics, I mean, showed up and showed out last night, Josh. Jalen Brown, first of all, with a career high 46 points, nine rebounds, six assists. And then the Time Lord, Robert Williams, Josh, 16 points, 10 rebounds. Josh, he had one foul in 45 minutes. The evolution that this kid has made on the defensive side of the ball has been outstanding. Yeah, you said it. The Time Lord putting up the double-double first game. A really good game for him. Jason Tatum, though, Kyler, went kind of quiet. I mean, dropped. 20 and 11, you know, for normal people, that's a good game. But for the guy who's expected to go ahead and be a star this year, uh, it's a slow start to the year, game one. Well, you know, Jason Tatum, he can have 32, and it's going to be the, the most quiet 32 you'll ever see. So when he has 20, it's a, it's an especially quiet 20 points. But like I said, uh, Jalen Brown did step up in his in his quiet night. And like this is the first game of the season, Josh. This is, this is the first game where these players are getting full run for, you know, full four – full four quarters. So I'm not putting too much stock into, uh, you know, how players are shooting the ball um, uh, or how much, you know, how, how good a shape they're in, I guess. But uh, like I said, Jalen Brown, 16 to 30, really showed out. I, I'm, I'm not worried about the Celtics at all. I think this was more of an of a statement on the about the Knicks and it was an indictment on the Celtics. 
Well, that is good. I hope so for your future and the fan base's uh, future of the New York Knicks because uh, they do need another great season. They need to follow up what they did last season to make, make everyone believers again in what the Knicks are building over there. There's been uh, quite a few games with low scores in the first couple of days in the NBA. That's yeah, exactly, I mean, what, exactly what I was just saying, Josh. 98, 83. I mean, this is the first game where all these players are playing. Uh, you know, the, these eight, nine guys are playing 48 minutes now, you know, the entire game. So they're getting a little winded. The, the shots aren't really falling as much as they, as they normally would in the first quarter, as they do in the fourth quarter. So, we're, I think we're going to see it kind of level out as things get going, but some really high-level basketball has, been, uh, has happened so far. And a guy who really impressed me, Josh, kind of surprised me. And I think uh, he's going to surprise a lot of people this year, and this team could surprise a lot of people this year. That's the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns, 30-10 and 10 in his first game. Of course, I mean, all the stuff he battled through last year, Josh, you know, over the past 18 months with COVID, um, you know, he's had – God, I can't even countless members of family members pass away uh, due to COVID and, uh, you know, his struggles throughout that. And his own struggles with COVID, you know, he was pretty sick at one point to come back and have a dominant performance like this. Very admirable. And Anthony Edwards, Josh, he, I think he grew like three inches over the offseason. Anthony Edwards is a story here. We know that Cat is going to come out and Cat is going to just dominate. I mean, he is I mean, he is one of those perennial players. At least he's building into one. He's growing into that role. Um, and he's just continuing to get better year in and year out. But Anthony Edwards, Kyler, he's the story. He's the guy that's going to be key for this Timberwolves team to be able to take a next step and make a chance, make a real run for the playoffs. God, he's good, man. Oh, he's good. And D'Angelo Russell right alongside him. I love that team. Anthony Edwards, when they first drafted him, I thought he was going to be a, tr- a true two guard. And he didn't really fit that position. He literally grew two or three inches. He's a true small forward now, and I love that for him. I don't think the Rockets, though, uh, to speak on them just for a second, I don't think – oh, they're going to be really bad this season. They're going to be really, really bad. But I think they're going to be fun to watch. I mean, they've got players – Christian Wood, of course, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green's going to be fun to watch. He's going to get a ton of shots up this year. Uh, Kenya Martin Jr., Kevin, uh, Eric Gordon is somehow still on that team. I think he's going to get traded pretty soon. Uh, DJ Augustine is on that team. Uh, just a lot of fun, fun names over there in Houston. Uh, going back to Anthony Edwards real quick, Kyler, did you see where he said, call a damn timeout after he hit that second three? Looked at the Rockets coach and said, hit. He said, after his back-to-back three, he said, call a damn timeout. That's hilarious. <laughs> just electric. I mean, if stuff like that keeps happening to the Rockets, then, yeah, they're going to be a super fun team to watch. So, Josh, I know last night, you were deep in a movie movie date with your wife, so you did not get to watch any sports. So you missed the Thunder game, didn't you? I watched. I watched some of it. You know, I knew what to expect. Game one, I wasn't. I wasn't going to. Well, I, I wasn't myself. I wasn't watching that game looking for a win. I was like, oh, I watched that entire game looking for looking for improvements from last season, and I saw them. Kyler, you know what? You know what I was. You know what I was kind of doing? I was I watched a little bit of it while I was watching Harry Potter with the wife, but uh, I was just really getting myself amped up for Sunday. That's that's all I was doing. I wanted to get a little bit just so I could see what was going to happen Sunday. Here, before we get to that, Josh, let's talk about this. So we were going to record last night, right? A little peek, a little inside baseball here. 
And so it's about 930 yeah. and uh, I text you and Josh, like, you know, we'll record or, you know, once Becca goes to sleep, you know, I'll be, I'll be good to record. No, I'm not tired, bro. I'm good. I'll, I'm good. I was but, good. But she just started HP3. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. So I was like, I assume that's Harry Potter. But it's 930. I was like, I think those movies are pretty fucking long. I mean, they're like the average movie time. Oh, uh, I don't think so. And I, I texted, I said, Harry Potter? A couple question marks? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, I guess we're just going to record in the morning then. And uh, <laughs> here we are, folks. But Josh, speaking of Sunday, burying the lead here, we're going to be, I think I mentioned this, we're going to be at 76ers Thunder on Sunday, uh, probably 20 feet away from the Sixers bench. Plenty of chances to yell about Ben Simmons and get in the head of the Sixers. Kyler, I might be just putting my money on the Thunder on Sunday just because of you and I being able to trash talk and get in their head so much. I think that would – you can just give me that money, Josh, because that would be losing money. I don't know. I I believe in our ability to get inside their head. Joel Embiid in his first game, 22 points. Tyrus Maxey had a great game, 8 of 14, 2 of 3 from deep. 20 points, Tobias Harris looked like a robot and uh, pretty efficient, 50% as always. No, Josh, the 76ers are way too good. They're going to beat us pretty handily. Well, Kyler, I mean, Poku had zero points and three three assists and three rebounds, so, you know, there's something to to look at. It was a bad shooting night for the Thunder. Not worried about it. I will say that I am uh, excited for Darius Baisley, and I'm excited for Josh Giddey. Uh, this year, I think that those two guys are going to be the ones to watch for the Thunder. Baisley's got to take a step forward at the four, probably. Um, and Josh Giddy looked good. As Darius said, the three it looked like he played the floor a little bit whenever I was. Watching. I mean, he he's probably p- playing a lot of the. I mean, he's probably, he's probably playing at the four position more than uh, Coach Denolt. Is that how you pronounce his name? Dagnolt. I have no idea, but um, I think he's playing the four a lot more than probably he would like and Baisley would like. But I, I, I see him as a three. I mean, I think he really is a three. I think it's kind of like a uh, Los Angeles. I mean, obvious, obviously for everyone listening, I'm not comparing Darius Baisley to LeBron James in any way other than the situation where I think he's going to be stuck playing the four like we see LeBron get playing the four a lot. How skinny does LeBron look? He did look. He looked skinny. looked thin. Uh, you could tell on a couple of his drives, too, whenever he kind of got bodied – he didn't get bodied around, but nah. people weren't just people. People kind of bounced off somebody. LeBron James. He kind of. He kind of. Yeah. He, I mean, we've been. We're not, we're not used to seeing that. People are used to bouncing off of LeBron, not the other way around. That's it. I'll like, say, Kyler. The one thing that's going to screw this Lakers team, just like every other LeBron James team that we've seen in a long time, they struggle at the free throw line. That's true. Josh, uh, this Lakers team, I mean, I, we, I could spend 30 minutes on them. I don't think uh, this isn't uh, – I, I heard this on another podcast. I'm trying to remember where I heard it, and it was a perfect analogy. Maybe it was Simmons. He compared it, not really talent-wise, but uh, the way this roster is built to the 2018 Cavs, how it's just a bunch of players put together that you kind of know that these players aren't going to be there at the end of the year. It's like Isaiah Thomas was there. Dwayne Wade was there. Jay Crowder was there. It's like, Josh, do you really expect all these players that are on the Lakers to be there at the end of the year? Because I don't ex- I don't even expect Russell Westbrook to be there at the end of the year. I think Russell Westbrook will be there at the end of the year. I mean, at this point, how are they going to unload the contract? Um, we, we say that, Josh. It can, it can be done. And I, 
I if I mean, yeah, sure it can be, but who wants it? If LeBron wants it to be done, I think I, mean, yeah, I think I think it can and will be done. And if if, you if they continue if you down this, succeed, if you can't succeed playing with LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis, Kyler, gonna say, I, I mean they're going to succeed. But I think I think LeBron is going to be able to read the tea leaves that this isn't going to lead to a championship. Yeah, I mean. I so do you think that this Lakers team is worse than the Lakers team that won the championship? I do think this team uh, is worse than the team that played in 2018, just because of the shooting that the team in 2018 had. I mean, look at the Danny Greens, who was really in his last, probably the last year of his prime. Avery Bradley, who was for sure in the last year of his prime. Marquise Morris, who could space the floor at the four position and allow LeBron to play the three, allow. AD to kind of space the floor as needed. J.R. Smith was on that team. Deion Waiters on it. Rajon Rondo was there. I think Rajon Rondo's back though, isn't he? Yeah, Rondo played. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, Rondo played the other night. Um, dear, I mean, you say Avery Bradley was past his prime, but he looked good. I mean, he was pretty much the only defensive intensity that the Lakers had the other night. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, no one else is really playing defense, which I mean, isn't, you know, just a surprise, but I mean, Kyler, the problem is, and this is what we say about every LeBron James team since the dawn of time is listen to the stat line. Anthony Davis, 33 points. LeBron James, 34 points. The next highest score was Carmelo Anthony with nine. The role players, the Malik Monks, the, I mean, Russell Westbrook even had eight, but he shot terribly. How many, shot, more. how many Malik shots did Monk have? Uh, he had – he went two for five. How many shots – who did you say first? How many shots did Melo have? Um, he attempted – okay, field goals attempted nine. He went three for nine. It's not a recipe for winning, Josh. And they had a role player out. I mean, Kyle, at the end of the day, like we say about every LeBron James team, the role players have to be able to shoot the basketball. If the role players don't hit shots, they don't win championships. I mean, that's just – that's the bottom line. Those guys are going to have to be the ones that step up and hit the threes when LeBron James and Russell Westbrook dish the ball back out. Do we want to do the Sona poll uh, right now or like before we were talk about football first? What are we going to do? We can go ahead and do this totem poll and then we can yeah. get into football. Now let's do the totem poll. So uh, let's start so with totem, uh, totem poll of NBA teams we trust. Okay, so, so let's start at the bottom. I'll go first. Los Angeles okay. Lakers. I do not trust the Los Angeles Lakers because I do not know what iteration of this team I'm going to see each and every night. I don't know which iteration of this team I'm going to see when it comes to come playoff time. I, I don't think any of these veterans are going to be on the team come playoff time. Um, that it, unless LeBron is, is content with, you know, a, another first round, second round exit, then it, at, no, I don't trust this playoff team, this, this Lakers team at all. Until they make trades. Okay. Don't like the roster as constructed. I understand that. Uh, bottom of mine will be the Boston Celtics. Ooh. I, it's not that I don't trust them to make the playoffs. I just don't trust them to be able to string together to look good enough. I mean, they've been struggling the past couple of years, starting out losing in, in double OT against the young Knicks team. Whenever you have the stars like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. I mean, that, that core is supposed to come out and win these games. And, I've worried about them year after year. They just they got close a couple of years in a row, and then we've seen them fall off. So I'm yeah. I'm worried about the Boston Celtics. Do you know how many lobs Dennis Schroeder had to Anthony Davis last year? A lot. 
all season. Yeah. Two. Two? Two. Wow. Dennis Schroeder, overrated. So uh, the Celtics, he, I, I like him on the Celtics, but uh, yeah, not. Uh, and those matchups against the Hawks, the Celtics and Hawks matchups, you know, him and him versus Trey, it's going to be fun to watch. But uh, I, I do agree. I am worried about the Celtics as well. Um, next bottom on mine that, are, that I'm, uh, I, I trust the least. <laughs> this is kind of, uh, I'm kind of torn here. I would say, uh, I'll let you pick yours. For, I'll, I'll just, I don't, don't want to take yours, but I'll, I'll say the Bulls. Um, and I'm only going to say the Bulls just because it, their team looks like my fantasy basketball lineup. I mean, it literally just looks like they're trying to put a, put together players that are going to score fantasy points. And that they're doing a good job at it. They've got, I mean, some of the best had Vucevic and uh, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, uh, even DeMar DeRozan fills the stat sheet. But I'm not sure how much of this is going to translate to winning. I mean, they beat the Pistons by six. That's not very good. Yeah, no, that's a great call. Bull, Bulls are very hard to trust, especially going into the season. I feel, I feel like the Lakers kind of they need they're going to either make some moves or do some other things to to make this team. They're just going to have to grow. You know, they got to mature a little bit. I don't know that the coaching staff they have is is what they need right now. You're going to need some well, the coaching changes. St- coaching staff is uh, Billy Donovan. Like I said, scored 14 points in the first quarter. Well, Kyler, the team that I do not trust is going to be the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, you're completely wrong about that. Here's here's why I don't trust the Grizzlies, Kyler. I don't trust the Grizzlies because I don't trust them to be mediocre. They, but the thing is, I don't feel like I don't feel like there's a anywhere in the middle for them to go. I feel like either this team is going to be bad or this team is going to be really, really good. And I just don't know what to expect game in and game out. Josh, I see them. The, they will not be a play-in team. They will make the playoffs. And, and while they, they should be, and that would make sense to me, if you told me that they missed the playoffs by one or two games, I also would not be surprised. If you told me that, uh, you would have to preface that by saying uh, John Morant blew out his ACL. Yeah, I did appreciate the knock on wood there. But, I mean, that's just me. I can't trust him. You see his first dunk? Jaron Jackson got paid. Josh, I'm all – I'm all uh, – Jaron Jackson got paid. And, I, Josh, I think he's their third best player. I like – I like – uh fucking uh what's his name um the light-skinned dude who can shoot who's kind of plays weird dylan brooks i love dylan brooks i think i i like him better than jaron jackson i think he provides more for that team than jaron jackson jr honorable mention for these teams that i do not trust at all josh and i think you'll agree with this the new orleans pelicans oh yeah i mean i mean i do trust him i trust him to be bad uh i uh What's going – what happened? I mean, this is one of the all-time bad GM jobs by David Griffin. And then he came in as such a highly touted GM out of Cleveland, uh, all the moves he had made previously, and then he gets here. And his, even his first couple moves, I mean, they, they were they were critically acclaimed. But since then, Josh, he's been bad. I don't know how much you can put on the GM. I mean, the team is not – I mean, it's not terribly constructed. I mean – You've got some players here like 
Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. I mean, you. I mean, you're looking at Zion. Zion's just not been able to perform. I mean, it's game one. Obviously, he was a walking double double last year. I think he's just going to continue to get better. But I don't think this team is terribly constructed. I just don't think they're cohesive enough and good enough to make the hump. That 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 Stephen Adams trade last year, Josh. That was so questionable. And then to trade him yeah. for Balanchunas. Josh, that even more questionable. I mean, I, I get you don't want you want somebody down there at the five so Zion doesn't feel so pressured, but you've got Jackson Hayes coming up. You've got these other. I mean, you've got Willie Herman going. Like I, I don't get why you need to have a guy out there like Valanciunas who's going to fill the need to shoot the ball nineteen fucking times. Josh, he yeah, went three no. for nineteen. I uh, trust me. You're. I mean. You're not hearing me argue. I just don't think this is. I, don't, I just don't think it's a good team. It's just not a good team. Let's go to the. Let's go to the teams we can trust. Do you have any? Do you have any trust in Zion? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? That was Zion was a walking double double last year, Kyler. Well, I, I mean, uh, sure. I mean, Zion's going to be good at basketball. Do you have trust? Uh, you you remember Josh? It wasn't that long ago when Zion was busting out of shoes at Duke because he was too explosive. Do you trust that? Do you, will we ever see that, that again? Blake Griffin is what comes to mind when I think of Zion Williams. God, you might have been a little too young to remember. No, nah, Josh, I, I remember Josh, but even Blake Griffin to this day can give us a burst. He even it looks the same. He doesn't weigh 300 pounds. Zion is still very explosive, and that man is strong, Kyler. He – I mean, I just – Blake Griffin never really – I mean, he had the two really good years in the NBA. Blake Griffin? Yeah. Gosh, you're, you're underestimating Blake Griffin's NBA career. Blake Griffin is I, a Hall of Famer. I think you're underestimating Zion's ability. Kyler, Zion was stripping other strong centers in the league – Literally taking the ball from people, looking them like making them look like little kids last year. He yeah, was bullying his, people. His defense is also atrocious. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Josh Blake Griffin is a better. Oh, I, I, I'm going to get some shit for saying this. Blake Kyler, Griffin. Is, you're all, you're doing this. You're only saying this because he plays with Kevin Durant. No, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm talking about the the Clippers. Blake Griffin. That Blake Griffin is better than 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 any Zion I've seen in the league. This is Zion's third year. When did Blake Griffin? What year did Blake Griffin get traded to the Clippers? He was drafted by the Clippers. His say his rookie year, he averaged twenty two and eight. His is, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. His his rookie year, he averaged twenty two and a half and thirteen. All right, let's look at let's pull up. Okay, Zion twenty nineteen. 22 and 6. Uh, 2020 was 27 and 7. When is Blake Griffin averaged 27 points a game? How many shot attempts? No, Kyler, so, when is Blake Griffin averaged 27 shot? Field goal percentage was 61%. Doesn't matter how many shots. 61%, Kyler. What is Blake Griffin's? What is what was Blake Griffin's second year in the league? What was his average for points? Rebounds and field goal percentage. 20, 11, and 55%. They're not that far off, man. Th- these, this comp that I'm making is not, is not outlandish. 
it's it's definitely not outlandish Josh. i'm just not i just think blake griffin they're different body types i mean Blake griffin weighs 100 pounds less the but the explosiveness was the same we sure. saw it in college that's what they were that's what that's how they got their name was the explosiveness and then we see them move to the nba and they're very similar stat lines very similar players in my opinion uh, Zion's going to eventually have to establish a mid-range for him to continue in the league well he hasn't had that injury yet either he's just had injuries here and there that have kept him out and it's so, it's annoying it's so annoying and Josh, he, they said he he it got is. over he got over 300 pounds during the offseason Kyler, let's go to some of the teams that we do trust. My number one team that I trust, Kyler, no surprise to anyone, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Wow. I know exactly I know exactly what the Oklahoma City Thunder is going to do. They're going to win about 20 to 30 games. It's another rebuild year. It's a good year for our guys to grow a little bit, SDA to mature get a little bit more experience, try to make an all-NBA or an all-star team, get a, a rookie of the year candidate, a defensive player of the year candidate. That's what this year is. Give me a, a, a boost of mentality. Give me a hot take for the Thunder season. Uh, Josh I, Giddy, rookie of the year. I put one on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I will go Josh, Josh Giddy, rookie of the year, and SGA will make an all-star team. Uh, I think I said I S- those are hot takes. I, 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 I would say they are. I think I said pretty much the same thing. SGA um, would be an MVP candidate, top five for MVP, which last year, Josh, he averaged 27 and eight in the games he played in. So I don't think he would even be eligible for most improved, to be honest with you, um, that a lot of people are saying that uh, he might be in the running for. I don't, I, he, I think he, I think he won most improved. When he was played, when he played for the Clippers, um, didn't he? Was it when he played for the Clippers, or was it the year he left the Clippers and came to Oklahoma City? No, he played two years at the Clippers, I know. But um, yeah, uh, Baisley, I, I really expect him to take a. Uh, I I expect him to be in the running for Most Improved Player, and uh, Josh yeah, Giddy Rookie of the Year. Yeah, there we go. That's some good hot takes for the Thunder. All right, Keller, what's the team you trust? The Golden State Warriors. I think the Golden State Warriors are poised to make a run, another run to the finals. I think Draymond Green is going to have his best season ever. I think he's going to have his best season ever. That may not be stat-wise, but uh, efficiency-wise, I think he's going to play the most efficient basketball he's ever played. Andrew Wiggins, fresh off the vaccine. Shout out to vaccines. You you know know how pro-vaccine we are around here, Josh. Uh, he actually hit some big threes last night. That, those were shocking. Even tonight, Josh, where Steph Curry, I mean, Josh, any time that Stephen Curry was out of the game, the Golden State Warriors were extending their lead on the Lakers. And that's, and that's because the Lakers role players were not able to keep up. They, cannot, they did not make shots. That's what you have to do if you play on LeBron James team. If you're a role player, you have to hit shots. Iguodala looked good. Um, Bielitsa, Josh, if Bielitsa could do this all season long, just catch and shoot, knock down these threes, Damian Lee, he, you, you know, he's Steph Curry's brother-in-law. I did not. That is pretty cool. Uh, Gary Payton, the second is on this team. And then Josh, last but definitely not least, uh, also Jordan Poole. I like Jordan Poole a lot. He's turned into a, a great young player. 
Clay Thompson will be back very soon. Yeah, and I'm I'm very excited about that. Whenever Clay Thompson comes back, this team will be electric. I don't know that I trust him uh, yet to make that deep of a run. I'd say that they're going to at least be fighting for a playoff spot. They'll be right in the thick of it. So, I mean, for that, I, I do trust the Warriors. I trust I trust Steph Curry to get the team there. Um, so I think I mean, he wins MVP. I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about Draymond. But, yeah, I mean, Steph Curry winning MVP is a definite possibility. LeBron winning MVP is also a definite possibility. I think Russ takes too many of those Kyler, stats. Kyler, how crazy would that be for LeBron James in his ninth, 19th year to win an MVP? How crazy is that he's still playing? And it's scoring 35 points. All right. The other next team that I trust is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Kyle, the Milwaukee Bucks brought everybody back. They improved a little bit uh, with some roster improvements. This team plays defense. Giannis, Giannis is out there shooting threes and mid-range jumpers like he's Steph Curry. Kyle, you said it last year, but it's looking more fruitful this year. If teams are having to jump, when Giannis Antetokounmpo pump fakes at the three-point line, there's no one in the league that can stop this man because he's going to score and he's going to do it when and however he wants to do it. You're exactly right, Josh, and that's what – I mean, I think everyone in the Sixers camp and what I've been trying to preach to Ben Simmons, just fucking shoot it. Just just throw it up there. Just throw it towards the rim, and people will start to, to respect it, start to jump a little bit, and maybe you can drive past them. But he still hasn't quite got that. But you're right, Josh. The Bucks look like an absolute wagon. Drew Holiday still looks good. Chris Middleton, I think, is in the right in the smack dab middle of his prime. Uh, I think they might have overpaid for Grayson Allen, but maybe he'll turn into a, a better player than I think he is. Uh, they, who else did they? They just re-signed somebody else too. I forget, but I like the Bucks a lot, Josh. I think. I mean, they're going to be a very formidable formidable opponent. Um, the top of mind, I'm gonna. Ah, gosh, this is the second one. Yeah, so this is the second top of mind. Um, it, it kills me not to go with my guy, but I'm gonna have to go with uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Josh, I trust. I trust this Atlanta Hawks team. I know exactly who they are. Trey Young has been. I mean, since he came out of OU, just been a phenomenal, phenomenal leader of men for this team. Um, as a as a very young man. 25 points last year. Uh, John Collins still there, of course. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter coming off that injury. Gallo still there. Kurt, Kevin Herter just got paid. Cam Reddish is going to come off that injury. Josh, they got, people forget how injured they were last year in those playoffs. Yeah, they were hurt. They were very hurt. And they still made a, a pretty good run. Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, and Gallo were all really hobbled. Uh, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish didn't play. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good call. The Hawks are a very good up-and-coming team. Uh, maybe two little shaky up top, streaky shooting nights, things like that. Maybe take them out of category for me. But I do love what Trey Young is doing and the team that they're building around him. The Hawks look really good. So that's a good Lou, pick. Lou Will, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, so for the very top of mind, Kyle, you are going to absolutely hate this pick. Um, I – 100% trust the Denver Nuggets. No, I like that. I think, I think Denver is going to uh, just continue what they did. They've been consistently towards the top of the Western Conference the past few years, making runs in the playoffs, uh, getting into just overtime after overtime, uh, game sevens, 
Uh, obviously, they got hindered last year with the injury to the point guard. I'm going to get him back sometime this year. Oh. I, I'm all in on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, did you see uh, that video of Jamal Murray Duncan? I, oh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Great to see that. Uh, Josh, I, I love the Nuggets. I think uh, a lot of teams are talking about their regression this year. I don't see it. I don't, I don't see why, why that would even be a possibility. I mean, I understand, you know, you know they're, they're obviously waiting for Murray to come back, and they, they lost a couple of players um, in free agency, and they, they did trade away a couple of players last year gearing up for the playoffs that obviously didn't end, end up uh, working out for them because of injuries. But, I mean, Josh, they still have – Aaron Gordon, who's, I mean, on his on good nights, phenomenal. Will Barton, who's a bucket getter. Michael Porter Jr., who's a $200 million man. Josh, I, how crazy is that story that three years ago, his medicals were quoted by almost every GM in the, in the NBA and almost every executive as the worst medicals they'd ever seen from a potential top five draft pick ever. Flash forward three years and he signs a $210 million extension. After just willing his way through the playoffs. But Josh, he hits, I mean, I mean, you see, you see the type of shots he hits. It's the type of shots that only, I mean, you can name, you can name on one hand, how many players in the world can hit shots like that. Oh yeah. Well, and if this team keeps Austin Rivers on the roster, that's just another streaky shooter that you have in the playoffs. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., Jokic, obviously at the top, getting Murray back. Will Barton Morris down there. PJ Dozier is a, just a you know he's a he's a ball player. He's a he's a dog. And they have a so, Jeff yeah, Green. I'm very excited about the Nuggets. They have a Jeff Green and a Jamichael Green, so that's kind of cool. Um, PJ Dozier as well. He can fill it up. Oh yeah, he's a dog. I'm glad you left me my team, Josh. I appreciate you very much. To round out, trust them. To round out my my. Beautiful, beautiful totem pole that's obviously going to win this. That's the Brooklyn Nets. And, Josh, I understand your hesitance. Hesitance? Yeah, that's a word. Hesitancy? Hesitance a word? I understand your hesitancy. I mean, yeah, but in this case, it would be hesitancy. I'm not sure about that. But Kyrie Irving is gone. He's gone? Kyrie Irving, he's gone. He's, no, he's, the problem is the- – the problem is he's not gone, and until he is gone, he is a distraction for this team, and that's what—that's why I don't trust him. But uh, he's a distraction in the media. I'm not sure how much this team is paying attention to the media. I mean, you have every a, team pays it because everyone talk, asks you questions and talk as much as you want about Kevin Durant and his burners and and how distracted he gets by Twitter and all this. He's it's it obviously has affected his play so much to this point. You know what I mean? It's obviously turned him into a really worse basketball player, how much he, he spends time on Twitter. So uh, we have James Harden. We have Kevin Durant. Patty Mills, I think – I said this before the, before the season. I said this before all this Kyrie Irving drama popped off, you know, before he was really – before the vaccine mandates and all this started happening. I, I said this. Patty Mills is going to be the third most important – or probably the most – yeah, not counting James Harden and Kevin Durant, of course, the most important player to this team. I mean, his success at running that point guard position, coming off the bench when he needs to, filling it up against against the secondary teams, that's going to be the role they need. And I think Patty Mills fills that very, very well. If look, Marcus Aldridge plays a full season, Josh, 
he's a Hall of Famer, as well as Blake Griffin went through his stats earlier. Paul Millsap is on this team for fucking a bag of chips. Josh, they aren't paying him anything. Oh, yeah. No, I, I will disagree. I think that Joe Harris is actually the third most important player on yeah. the team uh, outside of Kevin Durant and James Harden just because he needs to have a bounce back year. If he can shoot the ball, well, I mean, that's what LeBron James' team needs is someone like Joe Harris that can stroke the basketball. Well, Josh, his his year last year was incredible. His playoffs, playoffs last year yeah. was bad. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right on that. He does need to have a uh, – a bounce back, a bounce back year, and uh, really kind of prove to them that that he can. Well, we said that Josh he shot forty percent from three in the playoffs. So, no, I mean he looked bad. Forty percent from three, but yeah, you're right. He, I mean, he shot two thirty nine. Shot shot worse from two than he did from three. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that's usually not a good sign. But uh, I, I, those are good totem poles, Josh. Move to the football. All right, Kelly. Before we start talking about football. Guys, make sure that you're following us on social media. Go follow us on Twitter at SportsBYBP. I'm at JKeatno22. Kyler is at Kyler012. That's where we post all of our funny quotes. We'll be live tweeting during the Thunder game uh, from all three accounts. We'll be posting all kinds of crazy stuff, getting you guys ready. We'll be in Oklahoma City all day that day, so we'll be uh, sharing all the pictures, all the funny stuff that we see happening. So go follow us on there. Follow us on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Find us everywhere at Burster Bubble. Uh, follow at Blue Wire Pods. Great, ne- great network of podcasts. Kevin Jones and his team's putting together over there. Chris Long, Dispensters, Haley Shaughnessy, King Griffey, Cole Beasley. Not Cole, Gr- not Cole Beasley, sorry. Uh, Greg Olson. I could go down the list. So many great podcasts that are over there. Go follow at Blue Wire Hustle. The Triple A, if you're talking about the talking about baseball, we, that's the network that we are a part of. A bunch of up-and-coming podcasters who have great shows, doing great things over there. And then go follow our family over at Unwrapped Sports. A uh, bunch of great live streams. Uh, we've had quite a few of them on the show. They do panels all the time. Uh, all kinds of quick little news updates. Go follow Unwrapped Sports. Last but not least, go follow at Fantasy BYB, our fantasy football expert, Shane, and he will help you win all of your fantasy matchups week in and week out, who to add on the waiver wires, who to make trades with, who to trade, who not to trade, buy low, sell high, all that good stuff. Go follow at Fantasy BYB, Kyler. With that, let's get to some football. Before we get to some football, Josh, I just want to quickly give a shout-out to Rory McIlroy. Back in the winner's circle again last week, winning the CJ Cup against the – I mean, in a completely stacked field. I mean, I think it was like 14 of the top 20 players in the world were there. Colin Morikawa shot 10 under on the last day uh, to really put some pressure on him, but Rory ended up – he was in the last group. He knew what he needed to do. He got it done. Shout out to Rory. Uh, the Zozo Championship is this week. Uh, that may sound familiar because that is the event that Tiger won um, two years ago now in 2019. And Josh, here's some. Here's a little fun fact. Uh, and it was a, a little, um, a little uh, pre- premonition. Pre- pre- premonition. Premonition. No, that's not the word. But it. Um, uh, uh, this this tournament foreshadowed. foreshadowed what was to come for the rest of the world. Um, it was played with no fans. This this Zozo Championship in 2019 that Tiger won was played in Japan with no fans, completely fenced off, and you could see fans outside of the outside of the fence taking pictures and things like that. And I forget the reasoning behind this, 
but that's kind of weird that happened in 2019, just a few months before a global pandemic. Hmm. That is uh, very surprising, very shocking. Um, now that you, now that we look back on that, maybe but something to look shout into. Out to the, shout out to the Zozo. Maybe Colin can uh, play his life away again if he's in the field and snag a victory. No, I don't think Tiger he is. Woods. It's a, it's oh. in uh, this is in Chiba. Oh wow! Do you know where Chiba is? Nope. Oh, it's in Japan. No, I've never heard of it. Uh, oh. obvi- obviously. Um, Joaquin Neiman, our boy Josh. Joaquin Neiman is tied for second place. Oh, nice. Let's go, Joaquin Neiman. All right, Kyler, let's get to some football. Let's talk uh, just briefly about uh, a couple of the games last week, Kyler. Uh, obviously, the biggest upset in the world was Iowa falling yeah. to Purdue. Just a, I mean, just At a home. shell shocker. Shell shock the nation. Gosh, and I'm sure you've heard the stat, but Purdue leads all Division One programs with wins over number one or two ranked teams in the country while being unranked. They've done it nine times. Wow. Incredible. That is a, what a stat. That means if I'm ever in the top two, I never want to play Purdue. Like that I'm mean, crapping my pants. That means if you're in the big t- in the Big Ten and you you got Purdue coming up, you better pray to God you're not in the top two. <laughs> yeah, I oh I would yeah. Now, but now teams have to be looking for that. I mean, you have to be thinking that if you're playing Purdue. But incredible win by them. Uh, Good win by Oklahoma State. Our game of the week: Oklahoma State beating Texas 32-24. Uh, went out a little slow, but then ended up just being able to pretty much dominate the game. The defense looks really good for Oklahoma State, Kyler. Listen to this. After beating Texas, the Lions come out to start the week. Guess I haven't looked at the line today, and we'll talk yeah. about it here in a minute. But the line was plus seven for Oklahoma State against Iowa State. It plus keeps, seven. Keeps going. Josh, last night it was minus six and a half. For Iowa State? Yeah. Like it, it, so it – it keeps – I mean, maybe maybe they know something we don't. I mean, it just the disrespect to Oklahoma State is real. Uh, I don't know if it's disrespect, Josh. I just think they've been watching the games. I mean, but plus it, seven? This, this, Iowa, this, this Iowa State team has really gotten things together over the past few weeks, Josh. They, they, this is a real, Josh, they beat Kansas 59-7. to seven. Keller, you and I could put a team together and go beat Kansas 59 to 7. Probably, but I mean they did it. Yeah, well, OSU just beat Texas and Baylor and Keller uh, a plus that means they're the they're a 7 point underdog. Vegas expects them to lose by 7. I did, see I I'm blanking on that OSU Baylor game. How did it go? I know they won, uh, but how, how did it go though? I think they ended up winning by 10. Uh, kicked a field goal late, or scored a touchdown late in the fourth. Because Baylor's a Baylor's a fucking good team, dude. Yeah, that's the game I was at with the wife. Uh, like I said, I mean they ended up scoring late in the fourth, but I mean it, it was a it was a solid win. They only allowed two hundred and eighty total yards. Yeah, I'm all in on this Oklahoma State team, Josh. I, I'm see that's that's the problem though, man. It's like. I feel like an Iowa fan right now. I feel like a Wisconsin fan or a Michigan, Michigan State fan. I'm just – I'm in it until until when, Josh? The Peach Bowl, maybe, if I'm lucky. If, if I'm the absolute luckiest in the world. 
I get the, you, know I get, the, you know what the CBS projection is right now? What's that? The, the CBS projection is that Oklahoma State plays Alabama in, like, the Sugar Bowl. That's the – it's like the – like the five and seven matchup. Yeah. Yeah. It's like right outside the playoff. Yeah. Um, But I mean, and there's a real path for that. Obviously if Oklahoma state doesn't screw the game up against Iowa state, they play OU twice. uh, You would have to hope that you can go one and one with OU. As long as we do that, Josh, we're going to be in, in one of the New York, uh, I'm sorry, one of the, uh, the um, New Year's Eve bowls. Because there's there's yes. six bowls on New Year's uh, there, that that week of New Year's or that that New Year's week, um, you know, obviously two of them being the playoff. So we'll be in. Well, I think OSU will be in one of them. So here's my question, Collar. OU OSU split games, uh, and and say everyone else just kind of wins out. Alabama loses to Georgia. No, say Alabama beats Georgia. Mm. So you've got a one loss Georgia, an undefeated Cincinnati. A one-loss Alabama, a one-loss OU, a one-loss Ohio State, a one-loss OSU. What happens between Michigan and Michigan State? Uh, you probably have a one-loss Michigan team because they they play. Uh, do they have a big a Big Ten championship game, or do they just do they just uh, announce a so. winner? I know one of those conferences. They just kind of they just give it to one. Of, they just like fucking give it to somebody. Well, Michigan, Michigan State play October. I swear, like they, they don't play it. Like it's just like they they just give it to whoever has the best record. I mean, I believe that, but they do play the day before Halloween. That's electric. So I think Michigan will win Holy that game, sh- bro. Michigan, whoever whoever got the schedule for Michigan State hates them. This is how they close out the year. Number six, Michigan. Number twenty five, Purdue. Unranked Maryland, who's five and two. A five and one, five ranked Ohio State, then seven ranked Penn State. Yeah, see, Michigan State is going to lose at least one of the, one or two of those. But here's the thing: uh, so yeah, Harbaugh is coaching the other Michigan team, so both those teams are out. Yeah, so I, I mean, I just named six teams that all have the potential to end the year with one loss. Unless Oklahoma State wins out, they're not making the playoff. So you take Oklahoma State out. What's the other team you take out? You've got Georgia, Cincinnati, OU, Alabama, Ohio State. Ohio State. OU wins out. Yeah. You think OU will beat OSU twice? Yeah. Well, I mean, if if uh, I mean, well, I know because if if OSU only loses to Oklahoma. Then they have the the tiebreaker over Baylor, so they'd be in the uh, they'd be in the Big Twelve championship game. So oh that's yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They're they're gonna have to play twice. Something to know, uh, but not necessarily a great slate of college football games this coming weekend, Josh. Which usually means we're due for some upsets. So take a glance at this slate of games for me, real quick, this weekend, and who is one or two teams? That you're putting on upset alert. Who is who's a team in the top twenty, top twenty-five? Now, obviously, we saw Coastal Carolina get their, you know, whatever it was, forty-five game win streak snapped last night by Appalachian State, who's honestly a pretty good team. But Josh, who are you putting on upset alert this week? 
I am putting Wake Forest on upset alert against Ooh. Army. Like that pick. I like that. I mean, at least against the spread, I think Army's got a good chance there. Um, looking at it, I think Pittsburgh's on upset alert over with Clemson. Yeah. I know Clemson's not great, but Pittsburgh's not, you know, they're not great either. Um, I'm not going to put Mississippi. I think that LSU's game against Florida was luck. Um, and, I mean, that might be some of the games I would put on upset alert, Kyler. I'm looking through this. Like you said, not some – not just great games this weekend. No. I mean, I, you could put a game like Tech. You could put a team like Texas A&M on upset alert with South Carolina. I think Texas A&M still going to win, but I mean, you could. There's a potential there. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously Clemson. I mean, they're not even favored. I think they're going to lose to Pittsburgh though. Um, and one more I had circled here: Alabama. They better they better mind their p's and q's against that against that Tennessee team. The uh, who's Tennessee's coach, Josh? Uh, uh, Hopple, Hypel, Hypel, yeah. He's a hell of a coach, isn't he? Yeah, he is really good. I mean, this Tennessee team's not bad. I think Alabama's uh, still very pissed off. You saw it last week with the Mississippi State game. I think that they're going to be just fine. I, th- I like that. I like that plus twenty-five for Tennessee. Um, and my one big upset. This is for sure a lock. UCLA, oh, UCLA is favored, so I can't even do it, call it an upset. Over number ten, Oregon. Um, this is at UCLA, of course. Josh, this is the Pac-12, and the Pac-12. Anybody can win any given week. Both of these teams, God bless Josh. Both of these teams average four hundred twenty-six yards a game. Wow. So uh, go ahead and the over/under is sixty-one. Slam that over. Slam it. And go ahead and bet UCLA. I'm here for it. Okay. Bet UCLA is the favorite. All right, NFL. All right, Kelly, let's uh let's do it a little different this year or this week. Let's uh let's not go into detail about them all. Let's do a quick pick 'em and we'll say, you know, we'll give our uh, one to two sentences to back up while we think what we think. Are we doing the totem pole? Oh, you want to do the totem pole first? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, let's just, let's just do the totem pole that we can just we can just include yeah, include what you good. just said into the totem pole. Uh, no, let's do the pick them afterwards. That way, yeah, they're two yeah, separate yeah. people. People yeah, can uh, go sense, with us yeah. on their pick, make their big team parlays. Gotcha. All right, teams I do not trust in the NFL, Kyler. Uh, I am going to go with the uh, Tennessee Titans. Wow. I do not trust the Titans. Now, are, week they, are you saying this just because Derrick Henry and my fantasy team absolutely ran down your throat this past week? That might be one reason. But the other reason is one week this team looks like they have a dynamic offense and their defense shows up a little bit and they can win a game. And then the next week uh, they just fall completely apart. So I, do, I never know what to expect week in and week out from this Tennessee Titans team. You just, to your point, they have scored um, 30 points in three of the games, but uh, 13 points in one game, you know, uh, 24 in the next. So, you know, to your point, that is uh, that's a fair assessment. They are a little shaky, especially with Ryan Tannehill at the helm. I mean, you know, it's just – you're right on that. Derek Henry can only do so much, especially when you get down. Um, team I trust the least 
the absolute team I trust the least. It's pretty easy for me, Josh. That's going to be the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, the 49 Kyle Shanahan, love the guy. I think he's one of the most offensively brilliant, offensively-minded coaches in the NFL. I think his schemes are fantastic. I think his defense is really good. I think all of his running backs are bad, even though he plays six of them at a time. And I don't think Trey Lance is that good. And I know Jimmy G is not that good, so I don't trust his team at all. <laughs> Kyler goes all in, all in against the 49ers. I'm here for it. I think that's a solid pick not to trust. Uh, too many issues there. Uh, Kyler, I will go – my next who I do not trust will be the Las Vegas Raiders. You seem I, a lot better. I do not trust the Raiders. Thank you. Um, I, especially with all the stuff that happened with John Gruden – I don't know what's going to happen with this team. They could come out and look good. They could come out and look really bad. I just have no idea what to expect. So I do not trust them from either standpoint. Nope. No, they're very banged up. You're completely wrong about that. I completely, I'm all in on this Raiders team. I think they're, I think they're playing not because of John Gruden. They're playing despite of John Gruden. They're, they're playing to, because of their new uh, interim coach there, I think it was a special teams coach who was, who was upgraded. And those are always, you know, one of the, the locker room favorites of the coaches. So I'm all in on this Raiders team, but the problem is they still have Derek Carr. Uh, bottom of next bottom of my totem pole. Let's see here. You did take mine. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go with my, uh, this is who I was going to put at the bottom of mine. That's the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Josh, they are 500. You know, Matt Rule does look like a, a decent NFL coach to this point. They did lose by six points in overtime to the Vikings on Sunday. I mean, it was a decent showing for, from the team. Sam Darnold was fucking 17 for 41. Josh, you know how hard it is to go out there and throw 41 passes and only complete 17 of them? Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty easy. I watched Sam Darnold do it. I mean, uh, Josh, I think you could actually go out there and do it. Kyler, I'm going to go back to what I, I say every time I talk about the Panthers. You're It's a great pick because you can't trust the Panthers without Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, as, well, good, as good as Chuba Hubbard can look. Shout out to Oklahoma State. Chuba Hubbard running back getting his first NFL touchdown. Yeah. He's still not – I mean – as good as you can be, you're still not Christian McCaffrey, who this team based their entire offense around. So, you're right, and uh, and even as good as Matt Rule is on the defense on you know, scheming this team up, the Vikings in the fourth quarter had three drives, two field goals, two missed field goals, and a punt. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, is this my top? My yes, top, sir. Top, tippy top. Uh, okay, so the team that I trust, uh, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. Kyler, I know what I'm getting out of this team. Uh, I know they lost this past week, but I still trust the Bills. I know what I'm getting out of them. Josh Allen's a very good quarterback. The defense has stepped it up. I'm going to stand by that. I think they're peaking too early, um, but I still trust them to make a, a good showing in the regular season. Really good football team. 
I can't disagree with that pick whatsoever. Uh, Josh Allen is an absolute gamer. You know who I'm going with at the top of mind, Josh. That's my boy. That's my AV on Twitter. That's the guy who shares the same name as I, Mr. Murray, and the Arizona Cardinals. He's been fan-fucking-tastic. Looked even better on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, four touchdowns. I mean, he's just amazing. I mean, Kyler Murray is just amazing. He's sewing to weapons all over the field. A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, to say the least. DeAndre Hopkins, two touchdowns on three, three catches last week, along with Chase Edmonds and James Conner, uh, even though Chase Edmonds is a little banged up, though, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he's still playing, though, but, yeah, he is banged up. Uh, we've got, I mean, just a, a really, really good defense, Isaiah Simmons, Byron Murphy Jr., JJ, I mean, just the the skeleton, the the zombie. What is it? What's the saying, Josh? The the corpse of JJ Watt has come to life and almost killed Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he uh, he has looked really good, uh, staying you know, knock on wood, staying healthy, doing the thing. Uh, Baker out for this coming up week because of that. I mean, hurt his shoulder. Um, just- Dude, how how fucking big of a man? Baker is more – I realize Baker is more of a man than I will ever – because I saw that hit live, Josh. I saw that hit live. And I said, well, Baker – I retweeted it too, and I texted you at the same time because our guy, uh, Gabe Eichard, tweeted, oh, Baker is hurt, hurt. And I texted you the exact same thing before I saw that tweet. Baker is really hurt. He went straight into the blue tent, got probably two cortisone shots, and went right back onto the field. Yep, he did not let Case Keenum play very long. Then threw a 63-yard uh, pass. <laughs> may have not been the best decision he made, but, yeah, Baker is a man. Dude, I texted I texted someone this. I said, this is going to alter his career forever. Yeah, I mean, there's a good chance. I hope it does, and I hope he's able to. It's non-throwing. I, did, I, I didn't realize at the time it was non-throwing. Yeah, but, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it is still a big injury on the shoulder of a quarterback. I don't care which shoulder it is. But uh, the Cardinals have scored thirty points in all the games won this season. Yeah, well, how many points? How many points you need to score? How many points you need to win to score in the NFL, Josh? You keep telling me it's thirty. So if they keep doing that, they'll win games. Uh, Kyler, I'm going to go. No surprise, team I trust. My Baltimore Ravens look phenomenal. Lamar Jackson has, I think, overtaken the race as MVP candidate. He looks phenomenal. He's playing better right now than he did his MVP season. He looks like the best player in the National Football League. Our defense is stepping up when we need them to. We're able to run the ball. We're doing all the things that we need to do to win football games. Baltimore Ravens look like the best team in the NFL at the moment. That's an easy pick. That is an easy pick. And the Baltimore Ravens look impressive every time they come out and uh, touch the field, with some exceptions. But they that is a very formidable opponent, I think, any team that meets them in the playoffs or outside of the playoffs is going to have a tough time on their hands, which brings me to my pick, um, the Buccaneers. I mean, Tom Brady can never be doubted. He is at it again. And you talked about MVP. I mean, Tom Brady has 17 touchdowns, three interceptions this season, along with 2,000 yards already. So that is um, a pretty impressive Six games completed. Um, also, I mean, the running back by committee is working pretty well with Fournette and Ronald Jones. Uh, even Giovanni Bernard getting some of those touches. And then, I mean, the weapons with Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Gronk, of course, if he can ever get healthy. Uh, but, I mean, you've got two good 
two good tight ends to back him up with Cameron Ray and OJ Howard. So, uh, yeah, pretty easy picker with the Bucks. Yeah, solid pick. Uh, anytime you're picking Tom Brady, it's uh, never a bad thing. Uh, the next team that I trust, Kyler, I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers. Love that. I love what the Packers are doing. Defense is playing well. Aaron Rodgers looking like an MVP again. This is exactly what this team needed to do, and they're going out doing it week in and week out, looking like they're going to be competing for that uh, conference championship against the Bucks. Against the Bucks, uh, maybe. Um, so, Josh, I'm torn here. I, I want. Are you done? Yeah, that was my last one. Okay, I, I, Josh, I really want to pick the Rams here because the Rams and what Sean McVay have done has just been so impressive all season long. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mr. Patrick Mahomes is starting to be doubted. Josh, I mean, it, through the first half of the Washington football game, I mean, I, I'll agree with you, Josh. It was, it was not looking good. I mean, what, what was the score at halftime? It was 10-13 to 13 Washington. Josh, you know what the final score of that game was? 31 to 13. You know why? Because the Kansas City Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes on his hands uh, or on their team. And at any point, and people people say, you know, how can how can how can he get away with this? And my, my quarterback, Taylor Heineke, can't. Well, because Patrick Mahomes can score 21 points in the second half and blow your team the fuck out. That's why. And it, it's I'm tired of the Patrick Mahomes slander. I'm tired of the hate. His brother's going to keep dancing on the sideline. I'm going to keep enjoying the TikToks. His mom's going to keep tweeting during the games. The, the Patrick Mahomes experience is going to get back underway. I think they're going to make a very deep run in the playoffs. I think they finish the season 12-5. and 12-5 and five is not unreasonable. Um, I mean, I get how you put them on the top. It's just for me, these are teams I can trust, and I just cannot fully trust this team where they're at i mean the defense is not good caller patrick mahomes is good but the defense just is not and, and whenever you get to the playoffs that's what you need what else you said i mean you look at what your look at what your uh your ravens did uh, last week or two weeks ago what'd you say uh, you say i look what your ravens did two weeks ago or i guess it would have been three weeks ago or even against the colts i mean they allowed 25 points against the colts it's not 30. They have they lost 30 points this season. Who am I thinking of? I mean, I'm just saying, if we're going off the – it takes 30 points to win, you know, I mean, Baltimore's putting up the points to, to get the job done. Kansas City Chiefs is not – Patrick Mahomes is going out throwing pick after pick. He is? I mean, he, Josh, you're not wrong about that. He's tied for second. When obviously, yet. Patrick Mahomes just still – Yeah, he's thrown a lot of picks. He's tied for second in the NFL. You're right about that. So, I mean, I, I do think that the Chiefs turn it around. It's just not a team I can I can trust. So, solid pick anytime you're picking Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I can't really fault you for that. Yeah, I was I was really close to picking the Rams, though. I like, I like what Sean McVay and uh, Matt Stafford are doing there a lot. Yeah, I love the Rams' defense, too. That's what really gets it for me. Is that defense is just so good. And Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, they got a little no look pass down, huh? Yeah, and Robert Woods is finally starting to find the end zone. Josh, you pumping some gas together. right now? What? 
Probably some gas right now. No, I'm uh, loading up the cooler for the my leadership class. I'm about to go take them some drinks and pizza. What kind of leadership class are you going to? Uh, it is leadership telco. I'm on the executive committee. Look at you go. Is it like an AA type of thing? <laughs> it is not. We take these, learn about telco and meet new people in the community. Okay. Okay. Is it, uh, but, do, they, um, do they all wear orange, so at, orange suits or? Okay, Kyler. Now that we've gotten through our totem pole, let's get to the pickums for the NFL. All right, so now, Josh, a little peek behind the curtain. We're recording this at 11.15 a.m. Um, Broncos and Browns are probably playing as you're listening to this. Uh, yeah, Case Keenum's the starting quarterback. They're probably starting a third-string running back. I, they're not. No, I'm not, I'm not betting on this game. Uh, I will not be – so just the pickums, just what I think is going to win. I think the Broncos are going to win this game um, just because of all the injuries to the Browns. Although Case Keenum has been known to take very good care of the football, I think veteran Teddy Bridgewater and the defense of the Denver Broncos are going to be able to take advantage to a very, very hurt Cleveland Browns team. I give them the nod. All right, Josh, give me two games this weekend that you're betting on that will go in the BYB parlay. I will give two games. You want to do that. the you want to do the parlay before the, we finish our. We're gonna go through all the games. Yeah, yeah, we can give the people the pickums like we normally do. We'll just we can okay, just gotcha. do the the quicker version. Gotcha. Uh, football team at the Packers. Packers seven and a half favorites. Uh, I'm picking the Packers. Yep, I think they cover that pretty easily as well. Chiefs at Titans. Chiefs four and a half point favorite. Uh, give me the Chiefs money line. <laughs> Uh, we'll also take the Chiefs money. That's a good. That's a good take there. Uh, Falcons at Dolphins. Falcons are a two and a half point favorite. That is very disrespectful. Uh, Falcons have Calvin Ridley back. Dolphins have Tua back. Give me Atlanta. I've got Miami money line. Uh, Jets Patriots. These this is at New England. New England's a seven point favorite. Give me New England. Points or the money line? Uh, I think New England covers. Okay. Uh, Panthers-Giants, Carolina is on the road, and they are a three-point favorite. Ooh. Is Danny Dimes playing? Uh, yeah, he's playing. Well... Saquon's probably not. Darius Slayton's probably not. Caden Smith is probably not. John Ross is probably not. Yeah, give me uh, the Panthers money line. I didn't know Stephon Gilmore played for the Panthers. Oh, they yeah. Has he played the season or is he, is he still out? I uh, know he's still been out. Towards ACL, huh? All right, here's the game that I think will probably be one of the better games of the day. Uh, and it is your Baltimore Ravens hosting the Bengals. Uh, your Ravens are favored by six and a half. I missed it. What would you say? Uh, the next game is your Baltimore Ravens hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, your Ravens are favored by six and a half. Uh, give me the Ravens. 
Minus four and a half. I'll adjust the spread. Well, that's illegal. Uh, Latavius Murray is questionable. Uh, you know, I do have a guard that's questionable. Patrick Queen is also uh, probably not going to play as well as another offensive tackle. Uh, give me the Bengals' money line. I think the Bengals get it done in Baltimore. Bold take there. I think Joe Burrow gets it. Gets his first big road Stink. win. Stinky. Yeah, I think I think Joe Burrow gets his first road win. Um, those are all the twelve o'clock games. So not, uh, yeah, it's a decent twelve o'clock slot. A slate. Um, the last, last week's was bad. Um, the, the witching hour was probably the worst of the year. Um, so he, here's something else to note, Kyler. Here's something else to note. Vegas lost a lot of money last week during the noon o'clock games. Noon o'clock games. So uh, something to note there. So they're going to try and make that back this week. Um, Eagles Raiders at 305 on Fox. Las Vegas is a three-point favorite at home. So that's at home, Josh, is a little betting tip here. All home teams usually get three points just anyways. So at any point, if you see a home team that's just a three-point favorite, that usually means it's it's a pick em. It's even money. Uh, I am actually going to take the Eagles money line. Eagles money line. That's not a bad pick at all. I'm staying away from that game. Uh, Lions at the Rams. Wow, Rams are a 15-point favorite. Uh, I've learned not to bet on Detroit games, but just doing my pick them, I do think that the Rams will win this game. Uh, I think the Lions cover. Uh, you would hope. You would. You would really, really hope. They lost to the Bengals last week by 23, but I think they covered. Um, Texans Cardinals. This is at Arizona. Arizona's a 17 and a half point favorite. These are huge fucking lines. <laughs> um, That's uh, obviously I'm, the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the Cardinals as the pick Um mm-hmm. They have a chance to cover because this Houston team just has trouble scoring the football. Yeah, they lost 31 to 3 last week to the Colts. Um Bears Buccaneers, Bears at Buccaneers. Buccaneers are a 12 and a half point favorite at home. Uh, Bears and Bucks, give me the Bucks uh, as my pick on what was the spread? 12 and a half. Ooh, stinky. That's a lot. Uh I think the I will take the Bears minus that, I think. The Bears plus that? Yeah. Oh, wait, what? The ba- yeah, Bears so plus that? Yeah, yeah. plus that. So the, the Bears haven't lost by that much um, since September 26th to the Browns. Yeah, I mean, I'd be – yeah, I, yeah. Give me, the, give me the Bears there. I, mean, I don't feel good about it. Yeah, uh, give, me the, give me their points, but I'm bet, yeah, that's, that's all I'll take on that. Uh, Colts, uh, Sunday Night Football, Colts at 49ers. They should have flexed this out. Jesus Christ. Um, San Francisco is a four-point favorite. I'm not, Josh, I might not even watch this. Oh, we will watch it because we're degenerates. Oh, gonna watch um, it, but. but I'm going to take the 49ers. Give me the Colts, then, just to make it – give me a fucking rooting interest. I don't know. The Colts have looked good. I mean, they looked good against the, the Ravens last week. Uh, two weeks ago, they played. They looked good against Houston last week. But the, I mean, really, Josh. The last three weeks, they beat Miami. They lost to Baltimore in overtime. Then walloped Houston. So you're right. They have looked good. And, and San Francisco, San Francisco has lost 
three in a row all by one score. So it should be a good game. Actually, I think every fucking game San Francisco has played this season has been a one-score game. Yeah, no, they've been close every time. No, it has been, Josh. They they beat Detroit by a touchdown. They beat Philly by a touchdown. They lost to Green Bay by two. They lost to Seattle by a touchdown. They lost to Arizona by a touchdown. Yeah, super close games. But, yeah, I'm, yeah I'll still take the 49ers, I think. That's why they're on the bottom of my totem pole, Josh. Can't trust the 49ers. That's a fact. Turning into the Detroit Lions. All right, Josh, let's get to our uh, our totem pole – or um, I'm sorry, our BYB parlay brought to you by Bigfoot Axe Throwing. TossThatAxe.com, TossThatAxe.com. Uh, go book there for your experience. You'll get uh, 15 20% off, something like that. Uh, hit me up before you do. Hit us up on the thing. Make sure you tag us online while you're there. Uh, make sure you share all of these social media posts online, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Really helps out a lot. If you like the show, your friends will like the show. Josh, let's get to the BYB parlay. What are your two picks? Uh, my first pick is going to be Oklahoma State plus seven or plus six and a half. That's Love just it. ridiculous. That's free money. Free money. Okay. I'm going to go Cardinals minus 17 and a half. There's no way the Texans can score in this Arizona Cardinals defense. I love it. My next one will be the Baltimore Ravens minus six and a half. Baltimore Ravens minus six and a half. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, we need a good over, Josh. We need to root for some points. Um, uh, if you, I see, I see a game worth some points, but man, the spread or the line is high. I need a good, Josh. Let's go with that. Uh, damn, I wish this Oregon UCLA game was at night. That's kind of ridiculous. They're playing that at 2.30 in the afternoon, isn't it? It is. Damn it. That makes me pretty hesitant, Josh. Fuck it. Give me the over. Okay, I love it. That is the four-leg parlay from BYB that will not miss. So I had Oregon UCLA over. Arizona Cardinals covering their 17 and 17 points. You had Oklahoma State plus six and a half and Baltimore Ravens minus six. I love it, Josh. Make sure y'all get those bets in. Send a screenshot into the Twitter page at SportsBWBP, and we'll see you guys next time. That's some free money right there. Kyler, look forward to the game on Sunday. We'll see you then, bud.